Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And you're about to get jumped. Welcome to our special end of the year episode, our seventh one. Uh, it's the end of the year, and we're going to talk about what happened this year. Oh no! Oh yeah, it's just going to be the end of the year where the year is ended. <laughs> it's the end of the year as we know it. And it's the end. So <laughs> <laughs> the song goes, right? <laughs> it's perfect. You did a great job. <laughs> we, we succeeded despite us. <laughs> <laughs> That's how this whole podcast has gone. <laughs> yeah, anyways, let's go ahead and jump in. Woo! Alright. Oh my god, it's the end of a year. Yeah, it's weird. Um, uh, so my so I think I've mentioned a couple times on the podcast I've been doing a play. Um, specifically, I've been directing a play. Um, it has been a really difficult process because the play was really hard. Um, it was mostly kids in the play, and it it like rehearsed through the end of October. Uh, and the entirety of November, which uh, turns out is the time of year when all the kids are sick all the time. <laughs> and, and then, like, I also had a bunch of stuff going on um, in my uh, life outside of that show. So, one, I was I was performing in a show still at the time that rehearsals for the show I was directing started. And I had people visiting me um, to, to visit, but also to see the show I was performing in when that show had started. So it was like I would go perform, then I would have like a day or two where I was hanging out with whoever was visiting me. Then once they left, I would like drive from the airport to Cheyenne to do rehearsal. And it was like... We also had a family wedding at some point in there. Um, we, I've been so busy and I, I feel like I've been in a bit of a time warp because of it. You know how like when you're busy and then just time <laughs> doesn't make any sense. And so the fact that like a week from today as we record this is Christmas uh, doesn't really compute to me because I'm like... I I was busy during all of November, so it doesn't feel like it happened. Yeah. And now Christmas is about to happen, and I'm like, no, no, we should be at the beginning of December at the latest. And I'm I'm confused, <laughs> and yeah. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Um. In other news, uh, we have been having a lot of difficulty with recording and stuff like that. Um. Most of the listeners know that we try to release an episode a week. Um, as this year has winded down, it has gotten worse and worse about missing that. Um, and I I usually just have been putting it off as, like, just work and schedule stuff. But, like, uh, I've been just kind of going through some stuff. So uh, just be aware um, that uh, that that I, I don't want to just like let the show fizzle out obviously. Um, and I'm going to make a concerted effort with Blake to make sure that that doesn't happen. But at the same time, like uh, I'm, 
I was struggling a lot this year, and I'm I don't know how next year will go. Um, but just be aware uh, that we are aware. <laughs> yeah, I think so. we as- we aspire to put out an episode a week. And the last couple of years, that has gotten more and more difficult with our schedules. And then, yeah, you've just had some extra stuff on your plate. And it it's, you know, part of the reason we aspire to put out an episode a week is because we feel a responsibility to the people that listen. Um, I would also note in the, in the same breath as that... Uh, when we've missed weeks and when we've talked about, Hey, scheduling didn't work out or we just couldn't, couldn't get together. Um, we often have people, particularly in our discord, that are like, it's not a problem. We're just happy to have an episode whenever you put it out because you know, they enjoy the podcast and aren't like, you know, mad at us when we miss a week, um, which is, is so appreciated to know that it's just like, we have some, cool people that are just happy to hear from us. That's a nice place to be in. But we, we really try to put out an episode a week and it's just not always something that we can do. And I know it's been less lately, but um, you know, going into the new year, it's like, we're going to keep, we're going to keep trying to put out an episode a week. Like even when we don't put out an episode a week, uh, what you guys don't see is Spencer and I, <laughs> messaging back and forth with each other and trying to schedule time with each other and every once in a while actually calling each other and starting an episode and then being cut off and not being able to actually get it done um so we we are putting in some effort to try and make that happen um but you know uh times have been challenging and they're probably going to keep being challenging for a little while so we are also really really appreciative of everybody out there who is just kind of cool you know happy to see us when we show up so we we really appreciate that and like we'll we will keep working on getting stuff to you but uh you know we have to you know life keeps happening regardless of how the podcast is going so we'll you know we have to react to that (laughs) yeah so them's them's the breaks of that (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) um Let's talk about uh, the the biggest news that I think has come out recently. Um, I I have said many times on this show um, that you should read exclusively the manga of One Piece. And I've gotten a lot of pushback from that um, Uh from people in my life and from other people. And I'm I'm here to tell you that the reason why um, I have been vindicated on my reason why <laughs> because my reason why is that it hasn't it's it's not good until it gets picked up by a complete new studio and that doesn't happen until way further into the show than I would like for people to have to watch the Funimation animation because it's just awful and so I have enough people apparently that have agreed with this crappiness of the original animation of the anime and they uh they're putting out a brand new version of it it's gonna be i don't know when it's coming out um but yeah, studio wit is was... doing it um and if you right. don't know who studio wit is uh let me just give you a, a a quick rundown of some of their big hits uh the first three seasons of attack on titan the um 
Ranking of Kings, Spy X Family, and also Ancient Magus Bride and Vinland Saga. So, like, be aware, they have, uh, they're a pretty fucking big heavy hitter. So, um, yeah, they got a track record. Up, what? They've got a track record. Yeah, they can do, they can do what they want to do, and most people are going to agree that they have done it fucking great. Um, my my particular favorite out of all of those that I mentioned, um, in especially when it comes to looking at what the animation style might look at, like for the One Piece um, new animation, is uh, Ranking of Kings, which I, I don't know if you've ever watched the show, Blake, but the if you look up a single fight from that show, um, you will see that like the the wonder and the silliness and the also amazing brutality and beauty of uh like the the fights and lines that they they do in that show really really show that they can knock the fucking one piece anime out of the park yeah i uh i thought this was very exciting news um you know i i uh obviously have not watched a lot of one piece and I am uh, compulsively required to watch things, uh, to consume content from the uh, chronological beginning. So uh, I have watched the first um, couple of storylines of One Piece in the anime. Uh, and then I, I fell out of watching it just because I got busy. It wasn't, it wasn't the anime's fault. <laughs> it, was, it was just life's fault. Um, and... I haven't gotten back into it. Uh, I, I will say partly if the anime is to blame for any of it, it's the fact that I know that the anime is impossibly long. And yeah. so restarting it feels like a daunting task when I don't feel like I have a, a sense of being able to sort of like continue it regularly. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think the animation in the first episodes of One Piece is not amazing, but the storytelling uh, as ever, is very, very strong. And mm-hmm. so I, I haven't had the problems that Spencer's had, but also um, I think about when we together covered Naruto, uh, the original Naruto series on our podcast, and it was like, we both love Naruto, uh, the story, but we struggled a lot with Naruto, the anime, because it was a dated type of animation um, as well as a dated type of storytelling, um, which is to say that they just did not have the budget. Um, they, they gained budget every year. So about every 50 episodes or so, the quality would go up and would stay up. And they eventually started to get those extra quality episodes that are particularly juicy. But... Um, the storytelling style was also a problem, and it was a... It, like the animation quality, was a a sort of consequence of the time, which is, you know, nowadays it's really common for an anime to be like, we're doing this season, it's 20 episodes, it's this arc, and that is all you're getting until the season that comes after it. Um, And anime used to be, we are starting the show, and you will get one episode a week until the show is over, no matter how many years it takes. Um, And that is where the idea of filler came from because the shows needed to put out an episode, but there wasn't enough content for them to animate. So they would just make shit up uh, and sort of spin their wheels for a year's worth of content. 
Uh, and if you'd like to hear more about that, you can subscribe to our Patreon. We are doing the filler arc of Bleach right now called The Bounce, and we are not enjoying it. And <laughs> <laughs> the only part that's been enjoyable is that we're kind of losing our minds. Uh, uh, it's fun in the same way that we didn't particularly like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but it was fun to rag on it. Like, it's kind of fun to do the Bleach episodes because it's just nice to like talk shit about something for a little while. Um, yeah. But yeah, back, back on subject, it's like Naruto struggled, even though the core story was good, but it struggled because it wasn't animated well enough um, to, to sort of catch your attention or, you know, to stand out as special. It was just kind of, you know, the, regular animation du jour and uh on top of that it was beholden to this release schedule that forced it to have you know 20 minute episodes with 10 minutes of worth of actual content uh sometimes less and it was just a very frustrating release model and it was it was a disservice to naruto and and I remember watching Naruto as a kid and loving it and not having any of these problems other than feeling antsy for them to get to the good stuff. Cause you know, the good stuff is coming and you know that they're kind of making you wait. Um, but it, it felt a little bit more like them leaving you in suspense than them saying like, we've got five more episodes to fill with two episodes of content. And so let's just drag our ass. Um, but rewatching it, you could really see the reality of what they were doing from a production standpoint. Uh, you know, creating the show based on the production calendar's needs rather than the show's story needs. Um, and all of this is a, a long-winded analogy to say that I think that's one of the reasons why you, Spencer, have a harder time with the early One Piece episodes than I do, because you know more of the good shit that I don't. You have watched those higher quality episodes and you have read those more exciting, you know, fights and story arcs and stuff like that. Uh, not to not to rag on the early story. I think the story is really good. Uh, I've heard that it gets better, but uh, it, it's really it's really strong from the beginning. But I, I think that's a big difference for me is that I just don't have that context. And so for me, it's a little bit like watching Naruto the first time. Where it's like, yeah, it's a good story, and I don't know how much better it could be presented because this is my only context. Um, yeah. And uh, and so yeah, I I think um, I guess all of that is me saying uh, I think your mileage may vary on whether or not you think that the show is a letdown, uh, and we can both agree that the show increases in quality over time. So even if the early episodes don't do it for you, if you skip ahead to the newer episodes, you're probably going to feel a little bit more positively about them. Uh, but yeah. it, it is hard to feel negative about this decision, particularly with something like One Piece. It's not like when they did The Amazing Spider-Man, like six years after the previous Spider-Man franchise had its most recent movie, and you were like, I get it, but it's too soon. Um, this is a little bit more like, yeah, that happened 20 years ago and doing an updated, super fancy, high budget version of this story arc feels right at this point, particularly given the cultural impact that the show has. Yeah. 
All right, let's get into our year-end special shit. Um, yeah. So, what shows did we watch this year, Blake? Well, I'll tell you, Spencer. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna list them off, and then you want to go back and forth describing what happened in them. Yeah. Uh, what does that sound good? Was. So the shows we covered this year, I think a, a slightly smaller list than previous years. We had Yu Yu Hakusho, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Mob Cycle 100, Naruto Shippuden, Bleach, and Jujutsu Kaisen. And of those, Yu Yu Hakusho and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood are the shows that we uh, finished watching this year. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, Yu Yu Hakusho ended with political drama. So people yeah. down in Demon World were just like, let's fight to the death to decide who is the king of Demon World. And everybody was yeah. just like, okay. Except for they were also like, let's vote. And it turns out that voting was the whole moral of the story all along. <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, sorry, I'm struggling with your description because while it's accurate, I just sat there the whole time you were talking about it thinking, like, maybe we should do trial by combat in America and just, like, shake it up and see what happens. <laughs> you know, like, oh. things are, uh, you know, I, I feel like maybe trying something new uh, might not be the worst idea. But um, anyway, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was Yu Yu Hakusho was one of those shows that was good and then it was fine and then it was over. And yeah. it was like, oh man, the high highs of Yu Yu Hakusho are pretty high, and the ending uh, does not uh, do those justice, and it's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, let me tell you about Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Um, the heroes win. <laughs> there was uh, there was a whole thing like at the end of the at the end of our coverage last year we ended on like a cliffhanger where all the heroes got sucked up into a, a transmutation circle and it was very unclear if they were going to survive or not but they do they get out of it it's okay and uh, they are able to um, utilize the power of the fact that that philosopher stones are made out of people to turn the tables on the big bad uh he, he does not do it right and it bites him in the ass and uh they are able to succeed um on a just as important but more personal level the uh the quest that started it all for the brothers to get their bodies back ends on a happy note as well when um, Al is able to return to his human body and they are all sort of able to uh, move on with a, a more um, a more normal life instead of a more the world is ending and we're the people who have to deal with that type of life. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I have thought, I, I keep on kind of thinking about this, um, when I think about Full Metal Alchemist and the way that it ends, is just like this this traveler aspect that Ed and Al both have, which is just like they they had a goal, right? And they had it for so long. And because of the people that they are, they're never going to stop looking for the next thing in order to continue with what they want to learn and it's just a, it's like a very much like a, um, like a, like a traveling scientist aspect that they really nail with that show, um, and the way that the characters are portrayed. And I, I just think that it's, it's one of the things that I'm left with after watching it where I'm just like, 
they get it so right that they wouldn't just be like, all right, we're done. Let's just hang out at home. <laughs> yeah. They have a, they have a, a wanderlust and a sort of insatiable curiosity for their, their mm-hmm. field. And so like, despite the fact that like they went through all this stuff and they do slow down for a little while to sort of like recover from all the insanity that they had gone through. Um, mm-hmm. At the same time, yeah, they're just, like, they really are, like, explorers and scientists at heart, and they just, like, yeah, let go of it. Which is nice. It's good. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist, unlike Yu Yu Hakusho, Full Metal Alchemist has high highs that continue to the end. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, I guess we'll we'll get to our rankings later, but uh, it's high. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Mob Psycho 100, we, uh, we covered the end of the fight against claw where uh mob defeated the evil shadowy figure that's always uh shown petting a cat without a head in inspector gadget um so <laughs> yeah, i don't know if anybody guy. else got that deep cut <laughs> nah it's just you <laughs> Yeah, it's just me. Anyways, um, so uh, they defeat Claw, and then there's a big giant thing of broccoli that comes up uh, because of the power. Um, the broccoli becomes a new mecca for a, a bunch of people believing in a new god, M-E-C- and that god just it, happens to be Mob, but instead of M-E-C-C-A, not power, M-E-C-H-A. <laughs> instead of using you that power... You said new other, mecca, other and I was like, entities. what? <laughs> what? You said it becomes a new mecca, and I was like, "What?" Because I heard it as M E C H A, and I was like, "What is he talking about?" Mecca has another spelling and definition, Blake. I know, but I got confused for a second. Yeah, almost, almost too stupid to function. No, no. <laughs> Anyways, um, so the giant broccoli tree becomes uh, a. A focal point where a bunch of uh, energy is put into it and so instead of using that mob doesn't but other people do and they use that power in order to become more powerful and uh end up using all of this power to kind of break each other to the point where mob has to try to step in and he is not able to save one of his friends who was also trying to become evil again and then mob himself uh gets you hakashoed and uh because of that <laughs> instead of just dying and coming back and learning a spirit gun technique um he is going to be completely blacked out to the point where i don't know if he's alive or not um but he definitely is uh on a emotionally unconscious rampage right now where we have left him yeah, uh, that that's our cliffhanger for the year for sure. Where you're just like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well, what do we have next? Uh, Naruto Shippuden. So at the end of last year, Naruto overcame Pain, the leader of the shadowy evil organization, the Akatsuki. Uh, this year, there was a big summit of the Ho- uh, well, I said the Hokage, but the the Kage. Um, it's only the Hokage where Naruto is from, but they're all some sort of Kage and there's five of them and they are all the leaders of their very, you know, the five great ninja villages and they all come together because Sasuke is a problem. 
so is the Akatsuki, but Sasuke is part of the Akatsuki now, as far as they can tell. I'm not sure that Sasuke would 100% agree with that. I think he's working in concert with the Akatsuki, but has, uh, uh, has rejected the idea that he is a member of the Akatsuki. Um, he's just like, you know, we're going the same way so we can carpool. Um, but the, uh, Kage are uh, not interested in that nuance and they get together to have a little political summit to be like, Hey, this is not great. Um, we should definitely have him killed. And Naruto, <laughs> Naruto does not like this at all. And he travels to the, uh, summit of political leaders to cry at them about how sasuke is not that bad of a person because when they were kids uh he was naruto's friend um i'm not i'm not quite sure that naruto actually makes it that far because his other companions intercept him before he gets there which is probably for the best because that argument does not sound great when i say it out loud um but uh he makes that argument to them and they are all kind of like yeah we uh, agree with the the village leaders that he should probably be dead now because he's become too much of a problem and naruto is like the only one that believes that sasuke can or should be rehabilitated i believe everybody else believes that he is beyond uh redemption Uh, naruto believes that he is both not beyond redemption and that it is possible for him to be responsible for said redemption um so everybody else disagrees with him but no nobody disagrees more than sakura who uh once upon a time made naruto promise that no matter what he did he would devote his life to getting sasuke to return and now she's like "Mm, i don't know i think we're done with that (laughs) and um also because of the fact that we you know grew up as kids together and uh, that's given us a, a certain sense of ownership or responsibility of this turn of events. I'm going to take it upon myself to kill him personally, um, which is laughably misguided given her power level versus his. But that is the path that she's on. Um, Sasuke uh, attacks the leadership of the Kage, uh, which does not really do anything for his public image as far as they're concerned. Um, they have a big fight. Sasuke doesn't do great in the fight, but he is rescued by the lead, the secret actual leader of the Akatsuki, which is a dude in a mask named Toby, who reveals himself to actually have been surprised all along a should have been long dead member of Sasuke's family, the Uchiha clan, a guy named Madara Uchiha, and he should have been long dead because he was one of the Uchiha during the founding of the Leaf Village. Uh, which has been around for too long for a human to still be alive from when the founding happened. And so that's weird. Um, anyway, Madara Uchiha reveals himself, and he's like, I'm the surprise secret leader of the Akatsuki, and I have a plan. I'm going to tell you the name of it, but uh, that doesn't really tell you what I'm doing or why. And then I'm going to leave, and then that's what happens. And then uh, on the way home, Donzo, who is uh the sort of 
Hokage elect of the um, village. That's not quite right. Uh, he's the interim Hokage. That's right. Uh, because uh, Tsunade is still alive and she is still Hokage, but uh, she was injured. And so he, he took her position and also secretly would like to take her position permanently. Um, yeah. And on his way home, uh, Sasuke and Madara run into him. And then they have a fight to the death in which Donzo is killed. And uh, that's that's about the last thing that happened, right? Um, I think yeah. I think he had like one set of episodes since then, but that was pretty much the last major thing that occurred. Meanwhile, so, on Bleach, uh, everybody makes oh it back to Earth, and uh, turns out there's vampires. They're also weird, <sighs> not vampires, and they can summon stands. Is it? something you should watch no is it something you should sign up for our patreon to listen to us freak (laughs) out about it yes yeah you can learn about mr snakes the best character that i've ever created on the show (laughs) 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 mr snakes um Um, yeah our our last show for the year is our newest show we're only what five episodes deep show yeah. called Jujutsu Kaisen. You may have heard of it. It's pretty popular. Um, so it kind of... Uh, it, well, uh, there's a kid named Yuji who's a uh, you know, high schooler in Japan, as your shonen protagonists often are. And um, he uh, gets involved in some demon shit on accident. Um, there is a, a big spooky outbreak of... Uh, they call them ghouls. In his, at his school and his friends are in danger and he feels responsible so he goes to help his friends and then uh, he ingests the finger of some particularly powerful demon guy and this curse. imbues uh, yeah curse uh, curses yeah 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 and this imbues him with uh, powers uh, sort of semi borrowed from the said demon guy um him eating the finger probably should have resulted in the demon taking over his body but there's something about yuji that makes him able to resist the demon's control uh and we are very much not far enough into the story for me to understand any more about it than that uh yuji (laughs) has been shown to be atypically strong for a human like he at some point at one point people talk about he was able to like lift something really heavy or maybe like throw a shot put really really far for a human and it was like no big deal for him he just kind of did it without thinking and he's also shown to be able to run really really far without like not necessarily breaking a sweat but not being bothered by it so there's something superhuman about him but uh he he's kind of blissfully unaware of it he's just like his attitude is sort of like, yeah, some people can do things better than others, and I, I guess I'm good at that. Um, so there's something going on, but it, we, the story has uh, very much not told us what's happening. Uh, what we have learned is that there's a high school uh, for jujutsu, which is this universe's term for sorcerers. Sorcerers are the people who fight the curses and try to protect the non-sorcerer world from the curses breaking out and killing people and and causing mayhem and all that stuff. It's basically the Ghostbusters. And so he's going to go to Ghostbuster High School um, and they he's paired up with two other freshmen at Ghostbuster High School. And then um, they go on a mission. And on that mission, 
the some shit happens yuji is injured and it causes sakuna the demon to take over his body and while he has control he's like okay demons don't need human hearts to live but humans do so i'm gonna rip yuji's heart out of his chest and hold his body hostage um and then yuji forcibly takes control back and dies because he does not have a heart and then uh it turns out that sakuna the demon is still alive inside of him and he is still alive inside of him probably because of the influence of Sakura the demon but again yuji's got some weird stuff going on so who knows and um probably spencer spencer probably knows and then uh <laughs> i definitely because know. you've you've read ahead uh but you know anyway i don't know uh and i'm like okay i don't you know whatever he's still alive and Sakuna makes a deal with him so that he can come back to life but Sakuna is able to take over his body uh, sort of without warning for a limited amount of time. And um, and so Yuji comes back to life. And then the last episode was sort of uh, an explanation of how powers work in this world. So we're, uh, we're starting to get past the uh, you know initial setup stage. And I think uh, I would anticipate that we'll be going into our first proper arc once we get back from the break. Yeah. Okay, the last thing that we're going to be doing is our lightning round of other shit that we watched this year. Um, so, I will start out with the live-action One Piece. It's real good, you should watch it. Just fucking watch it. It's One Piece. It's really good. It's really good. <laughs> also, as we were talking about One Piece earlier, um, the uh, early episodes, it co- like the eight-hour-long episodes on Netflix cover like 80 episodes worth of content. So if you yeah. if you like the live-action and you struggle with the um, you know 20-year-old animation, that's a good alternative to get the gist of what's happening and then pick up with the anime. Um, we watched the owl house. This is a little bit outside of our usual, um, purview because it's not technically anime. It's Western animation. Uh, but it was requested. We decided to go for it and it was a real good time. Uh, I really liked the owl house. Also, we have have a a mutual contact that, uh, is one of the voices on the show. So that's right. They, they appeared on our, um, on our, uh, cute little web series that we did in Chicago. Yeah. So. Um, the next is Beyond the Boundary. Do I remember most of it? No. Um, I don't remember what it, it is at all. Do you remember? Yeah, it's a <laughs> it's a show about uh, spirits and uh, and uh, protecting them. And it wasn't good enough to remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh huh. It did not make an impact. <laughs> I, t- I could yeah. not. I'm you, you. Even you saying that, which is not a particularly um, a typical description of any random shonen anime to be fair you could almost say the exact same thing about jujutsu kaisen but like i even you saying that i'm like i still literally don't know what this was i i, <laughs> I could not tell you i don't have any sense of character like what the characters look like what the animation style was did i like it i have no idea <laughs> did not make an impression yep um okay our next one that we covered was akame got kill uh this was one i was pretty excited about because we uh this was the this is the only one that we watched and read this year and in fact akame got kill is the only thing that we read this year which i thought was really surprising um although we spent a good portion of the year on one of the things we'll talk about later um akame got kill is a, a sort of fantasy story about assassins living in a, a pretty fucked up society uh basically a a kind of um fantasy kingdom where the leadership of said kingdom are deeply deeply corrupt 
Um, and uh, the assassins are the secret good guys trying to... They're sort of Robin Hooding, but with assassination. Instead of robbing the rich to feed the poor, they are um, killing the powerful to stop them from creating terror and misery for the not powerful. Um, and I like this a lot. Um, I, I've read it a good amount of it and I really enjoy reading it. I wasn't as taken with the anime, but I like the story enough that I enjoyed the anime overall. Whereas if memory serves, Spencer, you were a pretty tepid on this. Yeah, it didn't blow me away. Anyways, let's go into 86. 86! Um, what is this? This, show, <laughs> this is a show about mechs. Um, the reason that Blake doesn't remember it is that oh. anything mech-related slips out of his brain as soon as he doesn't have to watch it anymore. Yeah, um, like the broccoli so, treat. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, 8686 is a show that uh, I watched a little bit of and then tried to get in, interested in, and it's not very good. Anyways, let's talk about... Is this the one about the child like soldiers? Was I was 8686 the child soldiers, or was that last year? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was fine. Um, the Disastrous Life of Psyche K, pretty decent. Uh, this is one of the few comedy anime that we have covered and liked. Um, it wasn't my favorite thing in the world, but it was it was pretty a pretty good time. Psyche K is an insanely powerful psychic. It's kind of, I was going to say it's kind of the comedy version of Mob Psycho 100, but Mob Psycho 100 is the comedy version of Mob Psycho 100. <laughs> yeah. Psyche K is the dollar store version of Mob Psycho 100 without the action. <laughs> Um, and I, if memory serves, there was a pretty cool action packed opening sequence. So I, uh, no, nope. I'm thinking of the devil's a part timer disregard. Uh, they are quite similar in my brain because they have similar power con const, concepts where a, an atypically powerful being is doing mundane things. And the comedy of that ensues. Um, okay. usually on this show, we don't particularly enjoy comedy because of the comedic stylings. Uh, a lot of anime and manga fall back on or just things that grow on us this one definitely had some of that but it wasn't as bad there was some genuine laughs um I, I think it's a pretty decent time if you're looking for something funny okay let's talk about odd taxi a show that i still Do don't know exactly how i feel about um it is a show with a very very interesting animation style it also has a uh really good pacing as well as a very different take on a just kind of an anime world. Um, it was heralded as being like one of the best anime that's come out in the last 10 years. Um, I was left not blown away by it. And I still argue that the reason why I wasn't is because I just watched the first couple of episodes of it. Um, and I think that it is a slow burn. Um, yeah. I still sort of think that even though I've watched more episodes of it now, um, but it, it, it is one of those, um, that actually the, the comparison that I have, that's the closest to it, um, is that it, my feelings when I watched, um, oh God, uh, fuck, why can't I think of the name of it? It's the, it's the show about the Bluths, um, the, uh, Arrested Development, Arrested Development. So Arrested Development, I could tell that it was good from the first episode, right? But I mm. wasn't invested in the show until about episode six. And then I was just like, I need to watch all of this. Whereas, like, Odd Taxi, we watched, I think we watched the first two episodes of it. Um, and You usually watch time, three, but sometimes just, we change. Was that? 
We um, usually watch three, but every once in a while we change. So I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, I genuinely remember thinking like it's good, but I I think I need more time with it in order for uh-huh. me to continue watching it a lot. Uh, it also had that moment where I had like a comparison between it and BoJack Horseman. Um, oh just yeah, because of like that that same like um, anthropomorphic you know, animals, animal, you know, humanized or humanized animals. What's that? What's anthropomorphic? The that? Anthropomorphic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. Talk about the it's next good. thing we watch, Blake. Um, it was uh, it was Bake Monogatari, and I can tell you what it was because I googled it while Spencer was talking about Odd Taxi. <laughs> <laughs> it was <laughs> it was another i would say i uh, uh you talking about odd taxi made me think about uh one thing we covered more recently yuri on ice both of them very very popular odd taxi uh was one where i was like i kind of see why people like this and yuri on ice was like i definitely see why people like this in the same way bakemonogatari reminds me of one we'll talk about in a minute called noragami where they're both sort of uh modern fantasy action series with like cute girls i guess um bakemonogatari is one about vampires sort of but he's like a former vampire Uh, i don't know like i said i had to google it i could not remember what it was i did i definitely remembered the name uh unlike 8686 or um beyond the boundary literally when i was typing out these notes and i wrote beyond the boundary i was like what the fuck is that is that even an anime and with bucket excited for me to talk about jormungand then (laughs) i am although i think i remember that one but when you start talking about it i might be surprised um but yeah bakemonogatari was another one where i was like kind of i had a similar reaction to it that spencer had to agame ga kill where i was like there's stuff about this that i like um but it's not better than the other things i've seen that have done this kind of stuff and um there there was just nothing about it that made me feel like this is original this is different it, it again felt like one of those dollar store things where it was like if you like you know if you like bleach and you don't need it to be as good as bleach because you just need it to be similar enough you know maybe you'll like this um mm-hmm. and i think this is kind of one of those shows where it's like yeah if you really crave this type of like storytelling trope or character I think you'll enjoy this perfectly well. Uh, and it's it's really hard for me to imagine that anybody is going to have this as like their favorite. Yeah. Um, let me tell you about Jormungand. Um, Do it. There's soldiers and guns, and I'm not interested. Don't watch it. <laughs> Anyways, tell us about the next one. Um, this was a small little uh, thing called Neon Genesis Evangelion. <laughs> Uh, it's Not about a most, mecha. One of the most influential animes that have ever been made. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's about a mecha, which as we've discovered is broccoli. And uh, this broccoli... <laughs> this broccoli is so terrifying. stupid! <laughs> <laughs> this broccoli is a terrifying representation of mental illness in a young pubescent boy. Uh... There's a giant robot, and uh, there are horrible space things coming down to Earth to try and, you know, kill humans and stuff. You yeah, know, all that fun they're stuff. They're angels. They're angels, yeah. And uh, the giant robot uh, does not have uh, an active 
uh, pilot. And so Shinji, our main character, is called to the top secret underground government giant robot angel fighting task force in order Run to see if dad. he yes, in order to see if he can pilot the the uh, big robot. And his yeah. dad is there, and he's like, "My dad and I are estranged, no, but no. he no he he yeah. he's summoned he's summoned to pilot a a giant robot, but the way that you pilot it is that you fucking." jack your nervous system in with its nervous system <laughs> yeah that's true i mean tomato tomato you quibbling yeah yeah it's only <laughs> but yeah uh, he, he shows up he shows up and he's like i sometimes wonder if my dad loved me but here he is wanting me and then his dad is like yes i want you to work for me in this extremely deadly robot <laughs> so he does and it it gets darker from there and it's uh oh my god an so absolute much classic it's there's an absolute classic. There's literally an episode of this show that, like, he just Shinji has a full-on mental fucking breakdown inside of one yeah. episode where he gets fucking he becomes too connected with his Evangelion and just like turns into like amniotic fluid. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's a it's a trip. It gets it, it's a pretty. I would say a fairly straightforward sci-fi mech action series for the first half. And then it gets trippier and trippier until the infamously confusing final episodes. Um, which we haven't covered the show in its entirety. We just have watched it before. So, you know, not to, not to jump ahead of ourselves, but it is, it is fascinating because, as has been revealed since then, the creator himself was going through a lot of difficult stuff mentally at the time. And so while the sort of core of the show is about people having like mental illness and breakdowns, the creator was also having mental illness and breakdowns. And the plot of the show begins to reflect that more and more as it goes along until the finale becomes an almost inscrutable box of just like mental illness imagery that confused people for generations until you know, they made a couple of movies to do a more traditional ending. So uh, yeah. it is an it is a complete all time classic. It's totally worth watching. Um, you may uh, not 100 percent vibe with all the places it goes, but it's a ride oh, yeah. worth taking. There are definitely this is one of those uh, that when I suggest it for people, it is never the first anime that I suggest for them, number one. No, 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 no. <laughs> Number two, it always comes with a very large explained asterisk that it is one of the best anime of all time, um, which is that you have to have content warning for a lot of people before they watch this show. Um, uh-huh. Because not only does it deal with grief and abuse and also, like, really weird sexual things it also deals with like religion and faith and the understanding of the human psyche to the point where you may feel like you are on drugs while watching some of the episodes Uh so like be aware it is not for everybody but it is a masterwork yeah like i i've watched the whole thing start to finish one time 
Um, and I would like to watch it again because I watched it all the way through like a little over a decade ago. It was right after I moved to San Francisco post-college. And um, it's worth watching because it is a seminal classic and it is a fascinating portrait of like the creator's relationship to his own work. Uh, but I did not like it. Uh, and by which I mean, I did not like how it ended. Um, I really, really like about the first half and then it starts to lose me. And I'm like, what, what's happened to the thing that I like? And it, it was because it was going in this other direction because of these external factors happening to the creator. Um, but again, it's a classic and it's a classic for a reason and it's worth experiencing. Um, you should, you know, you should, you should gauge where you're, where you're at and go in with clear eyes about what it's going to be. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's an incredible work and, uh, it, it should stand, it should retain that badge. Okay. Let's talk about Star Wars Visions even more. Um, and also we've talked about Star Wars Visions a fucking uh, lot. (laughs) It just is what it is. It's just a yeah. it's just a show where they do animated styles of Star Wars and some of them are really good and some of them mm-hmm. are okay. Anyways, let's talk about Noragami. Noragami is Noragami. An anime. <laughs> let's continue. <laughs> Noragami. Oh yeah, it's that it has really pretty animation. Um it it felt It is uh, a good show. Very it felt very, very similar to Bleach to me. Um, Correct. It, it was very discount Bleach. Um, it's high enough quality animation that I think uh, the the beauty of the visuals shaves off the rough edges of the storytelling. Um, it, is, it is the show I was talking about earlier when I was saying, if this is the kind of thing you like and you just want more, 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 this is more. Um, yeah, I don't know it that is, it's going to do it for everybody. It, it is a good anime. It is not a great anime. Yeah. And some people yeah, may I'm disagree like, with me, but that is my opinion of it. Yeah. Anyways, I'm like, if I'm sitting down Yuri to watch something fun, it's this fun. Gay to ice skate. Oh, you must. You must. <laughs> <laughs> this show. Fuck, you man. Must this gay to ice skate is so funny. It's just hitting me in waves. <laughs> what? You must be this gay to ice skate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Yuri on Ice, let me just explain to you what happened to me after I started watching Yuri on Ice. Because I have finished Yuri on Ice. (laughs) Oh, wow. This is actually one of the only shows I've gone back and watched more of, but I have not finished it. So here's the thing. Yuri on Ice is a very unique show in the sense that I can't stop watching it for the the prestige and the drama (laughs) it's a soap opera and like i fucking never do slice of life anime and i really enjoy them you know they're just a lot of them are just like they're just they're too much they're too much of like soap opera that i just don't think that i i really click with but this show is just like it will give you cliffhangers and like shit that other people will you do. And you're just like, he fucking didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, it's a great it's show. You should absolutely yeah. watch that show. <laughs> it's really good. Like I said earlier, 
Uh, Odd Taxi was one of those where I was like watching it. I was like, I think I can see why this became a hit. But it is such a slow burn that you're like making some assumptions about where it's going to go. Um, With Yuri on Ice, like from the beginning, you're like, oh, this there is something magical happening here. And it is evident from like the first frames. All right. Uh, let's talk about our favorite episode name of the year. Um, I, I will say that we're not going to be able to do the, the Patreon episodes. Um, but Um, I I have my, well, they were from this year. So, you know, I don't know. It's our show. We have to make our rules. (laughs) Well, my favorite is, uh, is the episode name yell at the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) That's the ending of you Hakusho, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just so stupid my my runner-up on that is we locked it up and sent it to the moon which is <laughs> about shipping it um yeah i um i, I think th- there's a lot of good ones um i'm gonna go with oh man I'm torn. One is Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh, it's where we covered 86. I don't remember that. Uh, I'm going to go with Cult Leader Star Search. <laughs> Cult Leader Star Search just has a, a whimsy to it that I vibe with. <laughs> okay. All right. We've also <sighs> talked about uh, the 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 best year, the best things that we have watched and read this year in the past. Uh, we mostly just covered our normal stuff for the year mm-hmm. um i will say the the show that continues to be i think my favorite thing to get to watch every time that we come back to it right now is mob psycho um and that is exclusively because i i think that it is going to go down um after we watch it as like one of one of the best anime i've ever seen um, I don't know how this season ends. I refuse to finish it, um, uh-huh. until we finish it on the show. Um, but every, every season of this show has gotten better. And every time that it has given me like a new twist and turn to it, um, I'm just blown away by its, its style and its substance, as well as it being the most consistent anime to make me laugh ever. I, I think I've ever watched, mm-hmm. um, Reagan is the funniest character in animation. Come fight me. I will I will die on this hill. <laughs> yeah, he's such a good character. And that's, you know, the core of the show is just like strong, strong characters. Mm-hmm. Um I, I guess strong characters that are are doing relatable things. Um Yeah. Yeah, I think um I think uh, Mob Psycho is very up there. Jujutsu has been a, a big hit for me this year. Um, but I, I'm actually... Uh, I'm going to break the rules a little bit and go in a live-action direction. Um, One Piece is good. And uh, that is an understatement because it... It's hard to it's hard to appreciate the live action One Piece without the context of One Piece and the context of adapting anime into live action, and both of those are important factors that elevate one the live action One Piece higher. 
because um, as we discussed with One Piece and as we discussed with Cowboy Bebop, it is hard to adapt a classic and have people that like the original like the new thing. Because the reason it's a classic is that people feel like it is, it basically needs no alterations because it was made right the first time around. Um, and it is very, very difficult to remake something in a new format with no changes. And that is, as we discuss on the show periodically, that is a bit of an awkward thing to say in the anime space, because anime is a strange exception to that rule in that most anime, most big anime, are adaption adaptations of a manga, and they the anime are almost always direct, basically shot-for-shot remakes. And a yeah. lot of people, when they see a book is getting adapted into a movie, or they're making this into a TV show, or whatever the hell, what they really want in their heart of hearts is kind of a shot-for-shot remake. And that is just not how it fucking works ever, except in anime. And it's so we, it's so hard to have that conversation as a person that has an anime podcast because when when I stand here and get on my soapbox to talk about how people getting upset at an adaptation for not doing one hundred percent of the things from the source material, like that's not how adaptation works except for an anime and and so there's always that <laughs> asterisk and that asterisk happens to be the reason we're here every week or however long and like yeah. it's just it's it's hard to say and so that adaptation thing it's a huge challenge and it is true that anime is frequently a shot for shot remake it is it is also true that that is because anime is a hand-drawn medium for the most part and Manga is a hand-drawn medium. That is why when you adapt, uh, when you adapt a, an American comic book into a live-action film, it is not a shot-for-shot remake ever, uh, except for The Watchmen, which is a weird exception to that rule that also does a disservice to the source material. But this isn't a Watchmen podcast, um, and. You know, it just doesn't happen that way because the there are different storytelling needs. It's similar to what we were talking about earlier. Naruto as a manga is telling a good story well. Naruto as an anime is not always telling a good story well. Sometimes it's telling a good story poorly. And mm-hmm. that is because it was adapted not for the needs of the the medium, but for the needs of the production schedule. And in the same way, if I'm adapting a book into a movie, movies don't flow in the same way or at the same speed as books do. Uh, and they can't do the same things. And so you, part of the adaptation process is using your artistic ideals to decide what what stays, what goes, what changes, what doesn't. And yeah. um, when we were getting a live action One Piece, everybody was like, this had better be good. Because One Piece is a masterpiece. And it must not be changed. And I am not here to say that the live-action One Piece made no changes. But it is a great example of how you can make some changes that are still faithful to the source material. 
and that even though some people don't like the changes, most people that like the original thing can see how and why these decisions were made and can appreciate them for adaptational decisions that have a legitimacy rather than just somebody going rogue on the source material, which is kind of what happened with Cowboy Bebop. Um, and, and so One Piece the live action is great and, uh, and you should watch it. And I know it's not anime, but it, it's so intrinsically related to anime. And the other thing is, live action anime are always bad. There is some sort of curse. Somebody angered a witch at some point in history. And, uh, anime was, <laughs> anime was, uh, as a consequence, not allowed to, uh, successfully reproduce. Name that musical. And so, uh, Oh my god. Somehow, One Piece Making broke the curse. Into the Woods reference <laughs> <laughs> And so, somehow, One Piece breaks the curse. And it is not Don't only. Don't forget a- about the beans! <laughs> <laughs> it's not only a good adaptation, but it's a great adaptation. It, it stands on its own, it stands as a companion to the source material. It's so good. And so, it, it is because. One Piece had such high expectations because of the source material and such low expectations because of the history of anime adaptations. It stands out as an atypical high spot of the year. Um, and it, it, I believe, was quite successful for Netflix. So I'm looking forward to uh, an inevitable next season. And I'm hoping yeah, it that was they're already able to, announced uh, uh, via Oda, via Snailphone. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I enjoyed that. So, yeah, that it's, uh, yeah. It's great. Yep. Okay, let's go to our rankings of the year. The only new show that we have to add into this is going to be Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, I have uh, a decision on where I think this should be, um, and uh, Blake is going to have to either accept that or disagree with it. Our rankings are as follows. In 15th place, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 2 Battle Tendency. In 14th, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 1 Phantom Blood. 13th, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Part 3, Stardust Crusaders. 12, Naruto. 11, Dimension W. Have you never heard of the show? Listen to our fucking coverage. Number 10, Naruto Shippuden. Number 9, Kill a Kill. Number 8, Hunter x Hunter. I will always say the X. Get over it. Number 7, Say the X on this show. Yeah. Number 6, Fully Cooly. Number five, One Punch Man. Number four, Yu Yu Hakusho. Number three, Mob Psycho 100. Number two, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And number one, Cowboy Bebop. I have... All right. <laughs> two changes. Uh, there are... Some things need to move. <laughs> yeah. So my first change is that I'm going to put Yu Yu Hakusho... I'm going to put it after One Punch Man. <laughs> so you are proposing that Yu Yu Hakusho 4th place and One Punch Man 5th place swap places. Correct. That is uh, also something I was going to say, so hard agree. <laughs> okay. Next, every one of these on the list after One Punch Man needs to be shifted down and put Jujutsu Kaisen as 5th place. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I, I, I uh, think it's it's harder for me because I'm only five episodes in, and they are a good five episodes. It's a really good start to a show. But I I am agreeing with you in part 
due to word of mouth and enduring popularity. I am assuming yeah. it's going to stay good and or get better. And so I'm going to sort of preemptively agree with you on this. While you, I don't know, you've watched all of the first season, haven't you? Before we started I covering have seen, it? I have seen and read all of the things that are out for... Oh, Jesus every... Uh, yeah, I knew you had read Forward, and I thought you were probably caught up or close to it. So you're 100% caught up on all the media. And it's I am... single bit. I watched, I read the newest chapter literally yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm five episodes old. So I'm a little bit on your word and a little bit on the fact that I know that you're not the only person who feels that way. I'm going to agree with you. I have one other change that I'd like to propose... Uh, and I think that this might be an argument, uh, but I'm kind of curious what you think. Because it's been a while for both of these things, and when we read this list, I was like, huh, is that fair to the thing that's below? Um, Dimension W versus Naruto. <laughs> Dimension W is a darling of our podcast. Nobody has watched it but us, and we really like it. And yeah, I, I still really feel like that <laughs> I feel that way today, as I did previously. I think that more people should watch it, and I hope that we are having a positive influence in the world by getting people to watch it. Naruto is lower on the list than I think a lot of people would expect, especially because both Spencer and I came up on Naruto. And it's an important series to us. And of course, it's split between Naruto and Shippuden, which does a lot of favors to Shippuden and maybe does a bit of a disservice to Naruto. But um, <clears throat> I think that Naruto maybe should go above Dimension W because even though Naruto... You Dim bitch! <laughs> Dimension W is a tight story told over 12 episodes with a high production quality throughout. Naruto has a completely different production challenge, much of which we've discussed previously on this episode. And, um, but Naruto as a whole is very, very good. I, I think it just make the change and put an yeah. asterisk next to dimension. W that says, <laughs> I don't agree. Um, asterisk Spencer disagrees. Perfect. I think dimension W should be in sixth place. <laughs> Uh, look, I, I'm I'm looking at this I'm list totally and I'm like... joking, by the way. I would never put it over Shippuden or Kill a Kill. <laughs> no, but like, uh, you know, I'm like, I would probably put Shippuden over Kill a Kill. I like it more. Um, and I like it more than Hunter x Hunter, even though I think Hunter x Hunter has some very high highs and its overall production. Like, I'm looking at these things. I'm like, Kill a Kill and Hunter x Hunter, Soul Eater, these have higher production value on average than Naruto does. And in fact, than a lot of Shippuden that we've watched so far does. And some of that is the, the time in which they came out. Some of that, as we said, is Dimension W is only 12 episodes. They only have to pay for 12 episodes. Naruto has to pay for 52 episodes a year. Right? Okay, so, so here's the thing. I, I think that Shippuden will eventually make a move. I still yes, think I that original will. Naruto is inferior to Kill a Kill, Hunter x Hunter, Soul Eater, Fully Coolie, Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, yeah, right, all and, of the ones and above so it. My, my Shippuden, point I is... think, will eventually <clears throat> jump to probably like seventh, but I, I think that will happen when the Great Ninja War begins. Yes. So uh, wh the reason I'm saying all that is because I think... I think that Naruto, for me, if I if this list were what does Blake like, 
Naruto and Naruto Shippuden would be much higher on the list and some of those things above it. Like, I don't love Fully Coolie. I respect Fully Coolie. And I would not put it that high if the list were what does Blake like. But that's not the list. The list is what anime is good. Okay. Um, Let's get into our awards. Okay. Okay. So, let's see. Best opening credits for the year for me, <clears throat> I would say Jujutsu Kaisen because that opening is a fucking bop. Okay, I, I I see you, I respect you. I'm going Mob Psycho season 3. Yeah. Um, I would I would say that I I I tend to I tend to I think that they're both great. Uh I the only reason that I would rank uh, Jujutsu higher is that I could listen to the opening song over and over again more than I can listen to the opening for Mob Psycho 3. Yeah, and you know, uh, while we're on the subject, by the way, I, I maintain a Spotify playlist and a YouTube playlist. The Spotify playlist is songs that are opening and out opener and outro songs for all the anime we have covered and by covered i mean covered in our main coverage not in our review coverage so if you like the uh, the songs of naruto fullmetal alchemist whatever um check out that spotify playlist it's called the music of blake and spencer get jumped um and if you are following us on youtube i do a similar thing but in uh on spotify it is the songs on youtube it is the actual openers so spotify the songs are like three minutes long or whatever the openers are usually about 90 seconds if you're into that stuff um check that out uh what's the best animation for the year (laughs) best animation we're both going to agree on mob psycho 100 are are we in agreement yeah, I think so. I, I was tempted to go Jujutsu Kaisen because it's the hot new shit, but Mob Psycho is really top tier at all times. Yeah, best fight of the year. Uh, I am going to absolutely one hundred percent give that to the final fight of uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood when they are fighting against Father. Um, that that fight is one of the best animated fights I have ever seen as a final fight in an anime. It is astounding <sighs> to this day, and I have watched it like twenty times. Yeah, um, I I think there's a lot of honorable mentions. Shippuden had some bangers this year. Mob Psycho 100 is consistently great. And Jujutsu Kaisen made a big splash. But I, I think you're right. Full Metal Alchemist when is it, a show that really sticks the landing, and it's hard to beat that. When his fucking arm reappears, and you're just like, what the fuck? And then he just uh, beats the shit out of him? Oh my god, that moment. Anyways, um... So my funniest moment of the year by far is going to be um, where uh, where Reagan like opens up and talks about the the profiles that he's 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 made and the news that he's made. It's like the 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 flashback of how Reagan became Reagan, and it uh-huh. is one of the funniest episodes of an anime I've ever seen. I'll go with that. I, I I think it's hard to beat Mob Psycho 100. As you said earlier, even when we were talking about something like Disastrous Life of Psyche K that is supposed, like, its whole raison d'etre is comedy, whereas, like, Mob Psycho is action comedy. Like, it's just so good. It's hard to beat that. So, yeah, I'll go with you. Uh, the most anime moment, uh, it's a little, little difficult, but that's, you know, anime is weird sometimes. And, um, oh, yeah. What's what's your most anime moment? I've got one. Okay, um, so um, my most anime moment by far happened in a uh, show that we had to had to uh, watch as um, 
our like extra shows that we watched. Uh-huh. Um, and it was, it was, it was from, I, oh man, I, I think it was, I was going to say odd taxi because it's like, it, it, it's really weird, but I, no, that's, that's not right. The, the most anime moment that I have seen of this year is, is probably from Jujutsu Kaisen where they, the solution for it is to eat this finger and gain powers. And his response yeah. is to immediately do it and ask no questions. That is a very good choice. I also think that Jujutsu Kaisen could get by with, uh, I will rip your heart out in order to hold you hostage inside your own body. Oh, God. Um, How did I not pretty, say that? That's pretty anime. But the uh, I apologize. The most anime moment of the year is obviously the broccoli has become sentient. <laughs> <laughs> That is okay. some nonsense <laughs> and also kind of dark and emotionally upsetting if you understand the context. Yep. Okay. Favorite content creators of the year. I am going to say that, yes, all of the different studios that make good anime should be held in this esteem, but the studios that took their time to create shorts of Star Wars in their own style should be commended. Because, like, they are doing something that is totally off-brand for a lot of their studios. And because of that, it makes for such interesting content with, like, this this sprawling universe that they can just plug themselves in with. And I, I think that this is one of the most unique things that's been created in a really long time inside of this medium. And I, I really appreciate it, and I hope they just continue on doing that forever. Yeah, and I, I think there's a good chance we're going to get more of it. It seems like it's pretty successful, and I would agree. It, it, it stands out artistically in a way that's really satisfying and admirable um i really i really just love everything you said there i think that was really nice um i'm gonna go a little more ground level with it and just recommend a few things that i spend a lot of my time on um i'm a big like watches youtube while he eats type person and um i have one old faithful i've probably brought up on the podcast before and one um that has been has become a new love uh in the last month or so um, and then I have a podcast that I just find delightful every time, and I'd love to recommend them. So my first YouTuber that you've probably heard me talk about before is a guy named Spragles, S-P-R-A-G-E-L-S. He plays Pokemon Unite. Um, he is a, a professional Pokemon Unite YouTuber. He's pretty casual about it. One of the things that makes him so fun is that he has a really positive energy. He's very joking. Uh, even when he's frustrated with things in the match, he takes it in stride. This is not the person that you're going to watch get upset or get rage quit or start tilting in the match. Like He's just having a good time, and that is so nice to watch, especially if you've played Pokemon Unite or something like it. You, you understand that um, sometimes everyone around you is a fucking idiot and you hate the world because why would you do that? Come and help the team. But... Um, Despite the fact that he is living in that zone for hours a day, um, he's just, he's fun and he, he makes it enjoyable content. He's also good at what he does. 
And so if you have any interest in playing Pokemon Unite, which is a really a really fun game, you you play 10-minute matches, so it's a little more accessible than some other MOBAs. Um, and it is on Switch, but also on mobile. So um, you can play it if you've got a smartphone, even if you don't have a Switch. Um, but uh, the games can be complicated, especially if you, like me, never played a MOBA before Pokemon Unite came out. And um, watching his content, seeing him talk about the characters and the, the flow of the game and stuff like that has made me a better player. But he's also really fun to watch during the whole thing. So um, highly recommend him. My new YouTuber of the year is a guy that actually um, sort of got famous by having a viral Vine. Um, and he has a YouTube channel where he does like movie reviews, product reviews, stuff like that. Just kind of whatever crosses his mind. Uh, but he has a comedic sensibility that I really like. He's a guy named Drew Gooden. Um, yeah. He has a, a deadpan delivery that I find hilarious. Um, I played... He also does uh, stuff with... Uh, uh, was it BDT? Danny Gonzalez huh yeah yeah he does, he does stuff with a couple of different people yeah he he came up when vine was really big he became i think one of vine's sort of standout creators and of course vine stopped being a thing but he and a couple of other people that you'll recognize if you like me periodically watch old vines because you think vine was great and did not deserve to die um then uh you'll see a couple other uh familiar faces that show up in his stuff from time to time um he's just really funny he has a really deadpan um way of presenting his information that i find in endlessly charming i watched a couple of his videos uh with my husband pete who was not as charmed by his comedic sensibilities so your mileage might may vary but i'd give him i'd give him a couple of videos and see if you like him um and his videos are frequently like 15 to 25 minutes so they're they're really nice if you just want to like put something on and veg into it for like a tv episode length uh, amount of time or so um, and then uh, the my final rec for the year is um, a podcast called The Infinite Backlog. I may have brought that up on the show as well because I've been listening to it for a couple of years and it's just absolutely delightful every time it comes on. It's these uh, guys that are reading through some of the highlights of Marvel Comics history. They go uh, year by year. I, I don't believe they do a single year every episode. Um, I think they just do a batch every episode, but, um, they, they sort of pick and choose which comics they want to read and then they discuss them, but they are absolutely hysterical. It's one of those that if you, if you like Marvel comics, you might enjoy it, but it's a little soft on the actual content of the comics and a little much, a little bit more about them sort of riffing and joking about the content of the comics. Um, they also play Fuck, Mary Kill at the end of every episode with different characters and or concepts that appeared in that week's comics. Um, and they're just they're just really, really, really funny. So I would highly recommend that if that sounds at all interesting. I have a unique situation, which is that the very two last two things of this year are the same show for me. So I'm going to say okay. the thing I'm most excited to watch and the thing that I think is the best anime that we have watched of the year is both Mob Psycho 100. Um, okay. And that's because I am the most excited about seeing how this show ends. And I think that it is the best one. It will go down as one of my favorite animes I have ever seen. And I've watched a fuck ton of anime. Um, so like it being that good 
And knowing for a fact that as soon as we finish the final episode of this show, my heart will break a little bit from the fact that I don't have more of it to watch. And also with full understanding that I am just going to pick it up and watch it all the way through again. And I think that that doesn't happen to me that often. Um, it, it, it really is usually a special anime to make me do that. Um, but this is, this is one of them. Okay. Um, I am going to say my most, uh, most anticipated anime anime i'm most excited to watch um is our new kid on the block jujutsu kaisen um it's off to a great start it is um it is doing a good job of scratching the itch of cool anime fights with cool anime powers but it's doing a good job of being enough of a modern take that it feels like it's doing a few things different. It's it's taking things in a slightly different direction. It's using the the horror elements to build tension in slightly different ways than things like Naruto would do. Um, and, and so I enjoy that. It feels like not a fresh take on shonen anime, but maybe a fresh coat of paint on something that is all uh, otherwise already relatively familiar and a comfortable space to live in. I, I am shown in trash, and it is scratching that itch while also making me feel like, oh, that was fun, that was exciting, that was new every once in a while. So I really like that, um, and I'm uh, I'm really aware of how beloved and well-regarded it is, and I'm anxious to get further into it so I can have a fuller understanding of that. Um, and okay. then for me, favorite anime of the year. Now, I'm reading this not as best as we were discussing on the list above. The list is not necessarily what I think is the thing I would rather watch as much as what I think people who haven't watched them should consume. Um, this is what I like. And I'm going to follow my heart a little bit here and pick Naruto Shippuden. Um I know that's a little weird, and I know that we spend as much time ragging on Naruto as we do bragging on it, but Naruto Shippuden is special, and it 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 lives in a, a place of specialness for a lot of us. Um, a lot of people that are around our age grew up on Naruto, continued it into college, early adulthood. I know, you know, you and I were both living in Chicago when the manga actually came to a close. So we had been out of college for like a little while. We were, you know, being adults and stuff. Um, and so that was special. But for me, for this year's worth of Naruto Shippuden content, I think it finally turned a bit of a corner and it started, it started feeling like its own thing. I understand that Naruto Shippuden is just Naruto in the manga. But because of that time skip, there is a sense of change, a, a change in the tone and the storytelling, as well as the stakes. And I think this year's batch of episodes did a better job of solidifying us in the new normal of Naruto Shippuden as it relates, uh, you know, versus the normal of Naruto. Um, it, it's really elevated things. It's it's continued to elevate them. There's a sense of strong momentum where we've left off in the show. And, um, and I, I think that we're looking ahead at, um, a continuation of most, mostly hits for Naruto Shippuden going forward. 
Um, it's also, we're in a section of episodes that are ones that you and I watched together, uh, when we were both college students hanging out in my living room. And so there, there's deep nostalgia here. And I, you know, I, I cop to the fact that like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is probably better than Naruto Shippuden overall and probably better than, you know, better content, more consistent content this year than Shippuden. But Shippuden is special to me. And this is the first year where I'm like, if you don't see why it's special, then this is just not your type of thing. But if it's at all your type of thing this year, more so than any of the other years of our, our coverage is like when you can see like there is something here that deserves the praise and deserves the you know the fact that there's still naruto merch in stores because it's a big deal um and this is why yeah and that's the end of our year yeah i have one uh, thing before we go uh just to leave you with uh as you're going into the holiday season um there is a film called godzilla minus one Oh I watched God, it this. Out. I watched it this week. You finished the episode by yourself, Blake. <laughs> let, let me tell you, and Spencer, I hope you hear me when I say this. It is one of the best movies of the year. It brought me to tears more than one time. This is such a this is a stellar movie i do not think it will be submitted to the academy awards but i do think that it is of a quality that it could and potentially should win best foreign film at the academy awards it is a deep heartfelt war drama mixed in with a nail-biting horror film it is so good and you should run not walk to see this movie it is incredible and it is worth seeing in theaters and that's our episode for the year um we will be off next week we will hopefully be back the week after that who knows what our schedule is going to be like um but i hope you've had a good year uh i hope you've enjoyed our content and we look forward to sharing more of it with you next year all right happy holidays happy new year bye